Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, the thing that everyone wants to seem to bring this game down to, which I think is actually kind of silly, is Kyle Shanahan's decision. Yeah. And look, I tweeted about it at the time, but after hearing Kyle talk about it and listening a little bit more, like I I understand. So uh, new overtime rules, and, yeah. and there's a little bit more backstory here, so I'll try to summarize as quickly as I can and not get too long-winded. But new overtime rules went into effect a couple of years ago. This is the first time they've actually been applied. Uh, it happens to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, and... Basically, each team gets a possession, barring a defensive score, safety, pick six, fumble recovery, turn, touchdown on the on the first possession. But each team gets an offensive possession. If you're tied after those two possessions, you continue to play in sudden death. Uh, because there is no data on this, you're reliant on other things. And apparently, what Kyle Shanahan said after the game is that his analytics uh, folks had, had done as many simulations and such as they can and said that getting the ball first was the better option. That way, if you wind up tied after, whether it's 0 0 after that first period, you get the first shot at sudden death. So getting the uh, ball third yeah. is, is, was why they made that decision. Now, the additional backstory uh, before we can get into why you agree, disagree, or don't really have a strong opinion on this is the Chiefs had apparently been talking about this since the preseason, that if we ever get in this situation in the playoffs, we are taking the ball second, and if we need to go, if, if the other team had scored a touchdown, we're going for two and we're ending this game one way or the other. So the Chiefs had a plan. Meanwhile, multiple San Francisco 49ers players were quoted in the locker room as saying they didn't even know the new rules existed. They mm. thought it was just like the regular season. So they were like, of course we took the ball first. And that was that. Kyle Juszczyk uh, amongst those who said that at the podium. So it seems like the team on Kansas city side, uh, was prepared. The yeah. team on the 49ers side was not prepared. The coach had certainly thought about it in Kyle and had a reason that I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. What to you matters or doesn't matter amongst all that. And, and what do you make of the decision? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with, honestly, I agree with both perspectives and I, and I know that's kind of like a coward's way out. Uh, I think if I was a coach, I'd probably go with what Kansas city did. I, I, knowing, knowing the rules, knowing the totality of the rule, I'd probably want the ball second because then I know exactly what I need. Right. I know I can go for it on fourth downs. I can, you know, be a little bit more aggressive. And I think honestly, like, you know, Kyle probably should have treated that first possession that way, right? He should have been more aggressive to get a touchdown, I think, early on. But you don't have that urgency, right? That's not there. The scoreboard's not lit up with the wrong score on it. You are kind of like hedging for that opportunity to go to sudden death potentially, right? You know, like, well, I can't really screw this up because if we don't get any points, we're really in a bad spot. 
But I think when you saw Kansas City come out there, like, well, we need to score a touchdown. We're gonna and we're gonna be aggressive to get that done. And I think um, it just it just gives you a little bit more as an offense, as a team, more urgency, more motivation. Saying if we get this first down on fourth and one, we win this football game. And then you just do that a couple times and you're in. And I think like that's that was the thing that stuck out to me, just from like a psychology perspective as a player. Like I just like, and as a, as a coach, you know, I coach high school football. We spent a lot of time thinking about these situations. Like I want that. I want that. To, I want the absolute like, Hey, we need seven points. Okay. This let's go do whatever we can to get seven points. And I think that's that, that motivation, as much as that other possession is really valuable. I would probably lean towards what Kansas city did in that situation. I do too. Um, and that was my initial thought, and that is where I land. But I also understand yeah. what Kyle's talking about 100%. And uh, Seth Walder from ESPN Analytics said they ran a bunch of simulations, uh, I think it was last year, and it was staggering how close it was, that it yeah. was basically 50-50 in terms of who won, which team got the ball first or second. Um, I, I think that then that leaves open to kind of interpretation. Like, you know, when I tweeted out initially, like, why would you take the ball first? And I didn't think of like the getting the ball third thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of people tweeted back and were like, hey, well, their defense is exhausted. Like Mahomes just ran it down the field on them. And in that case, like that would make a lot of sense. And this kind of goes to, I think, the problem sometimes when we talk about analytics is I, I think a lot of discussion about analytics happens in absolutes. And I think that's very silly because yeah. it, what analytics does is it gives you probabilities and if it's a even if it's a 60 40 probability like if you if there's a set of circumstances that makes you go as a coach like i know that 60% of the time making the other decision win but i'm pretty confident with how screwed i am right now for x y or z that i'm going to be in the 40 yeah i might go with the wrong analytic decision like if my defense is gas I don't want to put them back out there against Patrick Mahomes. Or if, you know, fourth and one is a 55-45 proposition, but I've already used my best fourth down play and I'm down two linemen, like yeah. I might I might punt uh, instead or I might kick a field goal. And so these are the things that I think are really tough as a coach. Um, and also like I, like the strategic element of this is pretty fascinating because yeah. like you said, if, if you're taking the ball first and you know Kansas City's just gone down and and the only thing that stopped them at the end of the regulation was the clock it was not your defense do you then play like we need a touchdown but imagine making that call yeah. you're down there at the, and it's fourth and four i think at the nine yard line mm -hmm. going for that if you <clears throat> miss it and now mahomes just needs a field goal like you yeah. just lost the super bowl so it really comes but down I, to like either way you, that, that's the thing I, I think that's a that's a brilliant way to characterize it because either way you lose the super bowl you have to operate, right. I think, in that situation under the assumption that he's going to score. So the score a touchdown. So the second you kick a field goal, you lose the Super Bowl. The second you don't go mm. for it, you lose it. And you I know, think that's and, totally fair. And again, like I'm not, I'm not being critical because like that takes some absolute chutzpah to make that decision. You know, that takes some gall. But I think like that's the way you got to think about it. It's like that's how good that guy is. I don't want to give him any anything less than scoring a touchdown. And I think, but, the but then that, do you go for two? That's that's where it gets a little bit too. I, I again, you, according to my logic, yeah, you should, right? You should. Well, because that's the thing is apparently right. Kansas City would would have gone for two. And by the way, fact, uh, funny, wacky bit. Uh, the total in this game was forty seven, uh, or sorry, forty forty seven and a half, I believe, was the total, and or forty six and a half, and the touchdown made it forty six. 
and so if there had been that had happened in regulation and they have to kick the extra point where you right. don't do that in overtime, that would have hit the over instead of the under. Wow, I might have the numbers wrong because I don't remember but, the final score. But right. yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. I'm sure there's a lot of really pissed off people today. Yeah. Um, the uh, but the other thing that comes out to me is like coaching and like this is something that I think maybe gets better to like this thing, this kind of amorphous. We got analytics, we got the numbers over here, and I, I will say, man, there's something too. When the team believes in that thing, right? So like the thing you're talking about, how Kansas City knew, we're taking the ball second, we're going to go score a touchdown, and we're going for two. Like that's the plan. We believe in it. You get better execution. And so to me, that's where the analytics, especially in a 50-50 situation, you've tilted it to your favor, right? Like, for example, like there was, um, this is something a couple of years ago where it's like in, in fourth and short situations, it's better to go on two because you're giving yourself an opportunity to get a free five and then get the first down, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was a, a big thing for a while. But every offensive lineman absolutely despised that. They hate it because in a fourth and one, they want to just let it rip. They want to fire off the ball. They don't want any kind of indecision. And I think just, and even though that's analytically probably not the right thing to do, you're getting better performance from the players in that situation. And I think that's what Kansas City ultimately cultivated there was like, they created a belief system and an ideology that fit the ideology of their team. And now all of a sudden they're able to say, hey, like, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. And let's go make this happen. Let's win the Super Bowl. And I think there's a lot of value to that level of preparation that they all knew what they were doing. They all, And it might not, you know, it might have been not analytically supported as the right decision. But God bless it. You better believe those guys are going to make that sucker work because they believed in it. And I think there's something there's something to that that is it's, it, you, you can't define it with a percentage. And that's where that analytics stuff, I'm a big analytics guy, you're a big analytics guy, gets a little bit fuzzy. It's like, it's not momentum, but it's like this placebo effect of faith in what you're doing that is really, really valuable. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. To me, I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with Seth Walder um, on our show, right? Who I, I just mentioned is the, the he, or not the head of analytics. He, he got mad at me for calling him that because he's like, well, I work with a lot of people. I'm just the face of it. So he's the face the, of ESPN. The analytics, analytics he wasn't are. really mad at me. Yeah, he wasn't really mad at me about it. He's like, by the way, just I have to make yeah. a correction. Um, so he's kind of the face of ESPN's analytics department. And he's like, if momentum was real, the reason that analytics people tell you momentum isn't real is because then you would have like an outside, like you would overperform the number. Right, right. right. And, and that's why they say momentum isn't real. I'm like, I don't know, is it? And then it's just kind of accounted for in the numbers because momentum right. is real at all times. But like, that's a, that's a different like hypothetical discussion. But where I th the two areas where I think, I think analytics can fall short or like, I don't want to say, it's, it's actually one area. It's, it's strategy. And it's like yeah. understanding that you're not dealing in absolutes. You're dealing yeah. in probabilities. And your job as a coach is to understand which side of the probability you're going to be on. And I think that's where analytics folks tell you, like, you should always do the thing that, quote unquote, will help you win more. But like, if you know, based off psychology, which is real, 
based off of uh, schematics, which are real, based off injuries, which are real, that you're going to be on the 30 side of a 70-30 that you just don't have the answer, then like you can't you can't make that decision. Um, and, and that's coaching. Yeah. And so I, I think that's where it gets really hairy and really complicated. And I know analytics like purists would, would disagree with that and tell me, you're, no, you're just making an excuse. But like, I think I, I just, I don't just, I don't agree with that. And I think the other part about the psychology that you mentioned too, is like, you know, Kyle has often coaches in a way that trusts his defense. And like, we right. talk about the green law injury and true. like, can you, can you coach the same way? And like, what does that even mean? Does that mean right. you take the field goal and trust them? Or does it mean you go for the touchdown and say, Hey, we're trusting you that if we, if we don't get this, we're going to, you guys right. are going to hold them to nothing. Like right. it is there. It is tough. Those are like the real, real decisions that you got to make as a coach <clears throat> in the NFL. Like, and, and I don't think that difficulty of real time, there are no hundred percent correct answers has ever been on better display than in overtime last night. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, that's why it was so fun, man. Cause those were like, you knew, you knew those decisions were going to be really impactful down the road. And you know, and I, but I think that's the thing. I had a conversation with a, uh, a sports psychologist. I don't know exactly what the person's designation was, but like those seem like the biggest decisions, right? But there was a third and five earlier that they missed. There was a holding penalty that got called. There was the fumbles, you know. And so, like, even though it seems like these, if you if you change the sequence of these plays, they just seem more important because they're at the end. But there's all these little moments throughout the game that that again lead to um, lead to more productive offense. Lead to you're up by seven yeah. instead of whatever. But I think, I think I think that the nature of it. I've thought about this a lot. Like, is a is a miss in a basketball game in the first quarter the same as a miss as time right. expires? And it's like. Points wise, yes, but I think the difference is like you have more chances to correct them. You fumble yeah. in the first quarter, you got a chance to make it right. You fumble on the last play of the game, or you miss a kick in the first quarter versus the game, the game winner. 100%. Like you're out of time to make corrections. You're out of time to overcome it. But I think that this person's point was if you operated under the principle that every play is the last one, then those other plays are just as impactful. And I think there's some truth. To that. We're saying the same yeah. thing, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We, no, I think we, that's a good we are human beings. We, we absorb information in a linear way. So the most recent thing seems the most important, but like as an athlete, you shouldn't think of it that way. Every play is its own thing, which is frustrating and annoying. But I also think when you look at the game in its totality that way, you say, Oh, wow. You know, there are all these, like the field goal is a great example, the third and five, whatever, like all these different plays. You're like, man, if that, they make this play, if they make this completion, if they call that penalty, it's a different outcome. And I know fans probably don't want to hear that, but like that's something as a player and as a coach you think about all the time is like those five, six, seven, maybe 10 plays in a game that totally change the outcome. And we talked about, we, you know, Greenlaw, not even on a play, walking in from the right. sideline. What does that look like? You know? Well, it's kind of also the one degree theory, right? If you have one, if you, if your navigation is off by one degree, yeah and you fix it quickly like it ain't that big of a deal you keep sailing if, if you will uh you're gonna wind up in the very wrong place if you just keep on going because that trajectory is off and you know that's that's some of these strategic decisions that yeah. because of the score the situation whatever um you you treat the rest of the game differently it's not like you just change the points on the board it, it's everything that happens as a result all right uh, that's the uh, the Super Bowl review here on Take Command. Coming up next, we will talk about the new additions to the Commander's coaching staff.